When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from Rex Ryan's Thanksgiving table, to show with Jenna and the Sherpa. And Jenna, welcome to the show. And happy Thanksgiving. I, I, I'm so glad we're here at Rex Ryan's Thanksgiving. There's going to be so much food. <laughs> well, that's the thing. His team's going to be playing tomorrow night, so there'll be all sorts of food on the table, and we can just help ourselves. He's uh, out oh, trying good. to figure out good. how I'm to beat the Bengals. I'm glad we decided to stop by here. <laughs> so we'll be all with uh, well, we've got, help out we've got a lot on tab for today, a very, a very thankful edition of Fourth and Inches this week, if you will. Uh, we'll be here tonight from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, as we are every week throughout the season. And if you want to help us direct the show, ask questions, just have your voice heard, feel free to contact us. You can email us at the number 4THNInchesShow. That's the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at the number 4THNInchesShow. It's the same handle. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. And if you can't get enough of us during the show, you can find us on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog all week long. And the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post are always a good read for when you miss us. (laughs) And tonight we've got a lot of cool stuff. Obviously, I'm going to go through my usual mile-long injury list, and um, we're going to look at each of the games for this week, including the three tomorrow, so remember to set your lineups. And we're also going to talk are going to talk about what players and coaches and, and people around the NFL are thankful for this <laughs> holiday season, and we'll get to that at the end, which should be good. So feel free to call us, tweet us, email us with your suggestions for who's thankful for what, and we'll read the best ones later on in the show. I can't wait for that segment, so why don't we get through the games so that we can get to that. <laughs> All right, first let's go through another laundry list of injuries. Um, I tried to give you the cliff notes this week since we want to leave some time for that fun little segment later. Uh, first off, Carson Palmer has not practiced this week. He's walking around in a boot but is – a Hoping to play tomorrow, it seems like he's pretty set on it. He has an injured foot, but I guess it's not going to hamper him. Who knows? Uh, Colt McCoy is out this week with a high ankle sprain, which apparently, if you're a Cleveland Brown quarterback, is contagious. Jake DeLome will be returning from his own high ankle sprain to start this week. Uh, Seneca Wallace is still recovering from his high ankle sprain. So, I, watch out while you're in Cleveland. Watch your ankles. <laughs> um, Carolina's Jimmy Clausen has a concussion. He did return to practice today. He's hoping to play Sunday. He has not passed all of his tests just yet, but check back on that one. The Redskins running back Clinton Portis is officially done for the season after re-aggravating his previous groin injury this week. Uh, it looks like Keelan Williams is going to be the guy there now, and uh, If he's still available in your league, now's the time to get him. (laughs) Speaking of injured running backs, Carolina's Jonathan Stewart is hoping to play this week after returning to practice today from his concussion. He will still be the number two running back, though, behind little practice squad sensation Mike Goodson, who will still get the start even though Stewart's returning this week. Green Bay wide receiver Donald Driver with his quad injury was limited today at practice, but he should play Sunday. Uh, hopefully he'll be more productive than last week. Uh, Titans quarterback Vince Young had a tumultuous weekend. He tore a thumb ligament during the game and was subsequently had a temper tantrum and is now on Jeff Fisher's naughty list for this year. He is officially on IR. He will be having surgery, and he is not too be in the practice facility even at this point. As you may recall, Kerry Collins is still battling a calf injury, so 
Rookie Rusty Smith will get his first ever NFL start this week. We'll see how that goes. The Chiefs' Dexter McCluster with his high ankle sprain practiced, but is still questionable for this week. Hakeem Nix for the Giants is out at least three weeks with compartment syndrome. He's receiving treatment for now. It's very painful. Hopefully he can actually be back in those three weeks. Kansas City tight end Tony Moyaki with a concussion didn't practice today, but is hoping to play this week. Miami's Chad Henney split reps today with Tyler Thigpen at practice. He's wearing a knee brace, but it looks like he's got a chance at maybe even starting this week. That's something you'll need to look at on Sunday morning. Dolphins, Brandon Marshall re-injured his hamstring uh, during the game this week. He did not practice. He is very uncertain for not just this week's game, but for the next few, supposedly. Brandon Jacobs is now starting running back for the Giants since Ahmed Bradshaw has butter fingers and cannot keep a hold of the ball. Bradshaw will be the number two and still getting reps, just not as many. St. Louis's Denario Alexander is going to be returning from knee surgery this week, so it'll beef up that wide receiver core a little bit. San Diego and their uh, practice squad, if you will, <laughs> Vincent Jackson is going to return, giving some maybe firepower to the offense. That wide receiver core is just a mess. Uh, Patrick Creighton with a wrist injury is likely out this week. Malcolm Floyd is, has retweaked his hamstring. He's questionable. It doesn't look like he'll play, but check back on that. Tight end Antonio Gates is questionable with a foot injury as well. So Vincent Jackson is really the guy there this week. Uh, and don't forget, three games tomorrow. Set your lineups now. We'll help you with any questions you have. And I guess let's just get right into the games. Uh, looks like we may have lost Scott. <laughs> he is in a bad cell reception area, but we'll just jump right into the Thursday games. It is Thanksgiving. There are three games this week, or this year, as there have been for the last few. And first up, the early game tomorrow is going to be New England at Detroit. Detroit's the perennial uh, host site for Thanksgiving games. And it's I mean, I think this is going to be a good game to watch, much better than most Detroit games of Thanksgiving past. I think New England will pull it out, but I think this stays close. Detroit can hang with them right up until the end. Um, I, I think New England wins by a touchdown. No more than that. I don't think this ever turns into a blowout. Fantasy-wise, I think you absolutely start Tom Brady, start Wes Welker, start Danny Woodhead. Um, I'd even go ahead and start Deion Branch. He's, having a, he's been fairly consistent the last few weeks. I would say yes to running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. And the tight end situation with Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski is an interesting one. <laughs> Hernandez has been the stud, but Gronkowski over the last two weeks has really come on strong. He's taking away some of the touches. And I wouldn't start either of them in your fantasy league unless you don't have any better options because, quite frankly, nobody knows who's going to be the hot hand until the game starts, and at that point you could be screwed. Um, I would say no to the kicker and maybe the defense. I don't think this is a super high-scoring game, but it is It is Detroit, and I think they are still capable of some offense, although I may be a bigger believer in Sean Hill than most people are. Um, moving on to the Sherpa's Detroit picks. He, uh, let's see here, he also agrees that New England is going to win this close, he thinks it's even closer than I do. He thinks maybe New England 31, Detroit 27. <laughs> That'll be interesting, though. Um, for Detroit, I think he thinks you definitely start quarterback Sean Hill. I would think that would be more of a two-quarterback league situation. He is probable with a quad injury. I don't think that will slow him down. Wide receivers Calvin Johnson and Nate Burleson are definite starts, and I think you can go ahead and start tight end Brandon Pettigrew as well as their kicker, David Rayner. Uh, Javid Best is questionable with a toe injury, and Tony Scheffler, the tight end, is also questionable with a rib injury. Sherpa says no to both of those and the defense, although I still have a soft spot for Javid Best. I think maybe he could still be a flex player, but we don't agree on a lot of things. Um, Running backs, Maurice Morris and wide receiver Bryant Johnson are maybes. Those are really only guys if you're looking to fill holes in the lineups because of injuries and you need a quick fix. Those are guys you may be able to pop in your lineup, but really, unless you have to, those probably aren't great fantasy options. 
And it looks like we still don't have Sherpa here with us. He is traveling and in some bad cell area. But we will just keep rolling here. It looks like we've got New Orleans and Dallas up next, which obviously is my favorite game of the day. Um, you know, I I think this has the potential to be a close game as well, but I think Dallas probably falls off in the second half. I don't think they can stay with New Orleans' offense for an entire four quarters. Sherpa says New Orleans beats Dallas pretty handily, 34-17. I'm inclined to agree with that. Uh, again, probably mark this down. We don't agree often. <laughs> um, New Orleans fantasy-wise, I think you absolutely start Drew Brees. You go ahead and start Marquise Colston. All other wide receivers, I think, are probably not worth your while unless you need to, again, fill injury holes or flex spots because, quite frankly, Drew Brees moves the ball around just too much for anybody to be 100% certain that these guys are going to get enough points to fill your roster. Um, Marquise Colson has been a man on fire lately, and I don't think there's any reason to sit him. I would absolutely start him. Uh, then when you come to the running backs, there's an interesting dilemma here. Reggie Bush is trying to play again this week. It looked like he was going to play last week right down to the wire. And if he does play this week, I think probably yeah, I would wait a week to start him. I just I don't know how effective he's going to be right away. Dallas isn't the the biggest defensive powerhouse out there, but they still do have some big guys that can slow him down. So I would wait a week on Bush if he plays this week at all. And Chris Ivory, if Reggie Bush plays, I would sit Chris Ivory just because the, it's going to be split the touches. I don't think it's going to be worthwhile enough. But if Reggie Bush does not play, then I'm more inclined to start Chris Ivory. Although keep in mind that Ivory is probable with a shoulder injury. I, I don't see how that's going to be any reason to keep him out, though. Um, just something to watch on Sunday. I would say no to the tight end, yes to the kicker, but no to the defense because I do think they give up uh, a fair amount of points to Dallas. Uh, at least that maybe that's more of my Dallas fan hopeful side than anything else. But moving on to Dallas fantasy-wise, the Sherpa is not very forgiving to them right now. The only guy he is definitely saying to start tight end Jason Witten, which I, I very much agree with. Um, he says no to quarterback John Kitna, no Felix Jones, no Marion Barber, no Deshard Choice, and no to wide receiver Roy Williams, the defense, or the kicker. Maybe is to Miles Austin and Des Bryant. I would say yes, go ahead, start Des Bryant, and maybe even Miles Austin as well. I'm not that scared of the New Orleans defense as maybe Sherpa is. <laughs> I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, I think that Bryant and Austin will have uh, at least a, enough fantasy value to be a flex player on your roster. Um, Felix Jones is questionable with a hip injury, so I can understand sitting him. And Marion Barber and Tashar Choice have just had nowhere near the amount of value most people expected them to, so understandable on those sits as well. And let's see if we can get Sherpa in here. Still nothing. Um, well, <laughs> I guess we'll see if he can get his, himself called back in. We'll keep rolling here on the Thanksgiving games. This is the third and final game of the day, Cincinnati at the New York Jets, which when you look at the schedule at the beginning of the season, that game probably looked like it was going to be a lot better than maybe it does now. Uh, Cincinnati has not played up at all to the amount of talent they have on paper. The Jets are, are starting to become the comeback kids of the league. Sherpa says New York wins 27-24. Um, you know, I I could go either way on this. I know I'm not, it's pretty clear I'm not a big Jets or Mark Sanchez fan. And I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati maybe can even reverse that score 27-24. But quite frankly, I'm not sure if either offense is capable of scoring this many points. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe that's just me, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes either way. And it looks like Sherpa's calling back in. Let's see if we can get him here. Sherpa, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. We're just about to talk about Cincinnati and the Jets. 
I've called back in about five times, but I'm glad the fifth time's the charm. <laughs> I heard well, you just in my text, back. other than that. But, <laughs> yo, continue, please. Well, Pretend I'm not here. <laughs> I mean, I think I was doing a pretty good job of that before, but... No, you were doing uh, an awesome job. Quick. It makes, <laughs> makes me wonder what I'm doing here. Let's talk real quick about uh, Cincinnati's fantasy value this week. Um, Carson Palmer... I know I've been saying for the last few weeks that I just I'm worried about what is going on with him. Maybe he's too battered. Maybe he's just never going to be an elite quarterback again. But um, he has done nothing to alleviate my fears. I think the only way you can still start him is in a two quarterback league. And even now, I don't really want to start him this week. Period. He's going against a, a decent defense in the Jets, and he hasn't shown me that he can really put together any kind of offensive spark. But if he's your best option, that's who you start. If you have other options, I would go with those. Um, conversely, I would start Terrell Owens and Ochocinco, and maybe even Jordan Shipley as a flex player. I, I Ochocinco and T.O. really lit it up last week, and I don't know if there's two uh, a wide receiver tandem on any other team that's more fun to watch than those two when they're on. Um, hopefully they can continue it this week. I'd also start Cedric Benson at running back, but I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense. I think there's just not enough value there at all. All right, for the Jets, I'll go with running backs, LaDainian Tomlinson and Sean Green. I would start both of them. I'd start wide receiver Santonio Holmes. I would start tight end Dustin Keller, start the defense, and start kicker Nick Folk. Um, you obviously do not want to start wide receiver Jericho Cotri since he's probably not playing with that groin injury. Yeah, and I would say maybe to Mark Sanchez with his calf injury, he's probable, but I'd say maybe. And wide receiver Braylon Edwards, I'm not you know, real crazy on him either. Cincinnati has a pretty decent secondary, but I still think Santonio Holmes is going to have a good game against them. I think this. I think that it, all three of the games on Thursday are going to be good ones to watch. It'll be a refreshing change from the last few years. We've had some pretty gnarly blowouts. Yeah, last year the the Giants Denver game was awful, and two years ago the or three years ago the Jets Cowboy game was awful. So yeah, it seems like there's always at least one stinker a year. But hopefully this year we'll get at least two of the three games. It'll be worth watching. Yeah, let's uh, move right into Sunday. All right. First game up for Sunday is Jacksonville at the Giants, and it's kind of hard to believe that Jacksonville is tied for first place, and the Giants are kind of limping along after having lost two division games in a row. But I think this is the week that the Giants write the ship, and I think they're going to win this game in a blowout. I'll go with a final score of 34-17. I, 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 I agree with you. I'm just... The Jaguars confuse me. There are a few teams, a handful of teams in the league whose records just don't make any sense to me. Uh, the Jaguars are, are one. Uh, I would say the 49ers are another, and even the Chiefs are just totally befuddled. But for this game, I think the Giants beat them fairly handily. I don't have a lot of faith in David Garrard or Jacksonville as a whole. Um, Fantasy-wise, there is a fair amount of value. I would say only start David Garrard if you're in a two-quarterback league. Um, again, keep in mind the matchup he's going against the Giants, who, when they, they remember to play defense, are pretty good at it. Um, I would go ahead and start wide receiver Mike Thomas. I'd start Maurice Jones-Drew and tight end Mercedes Lewis. I'd even start the kicker because I think that's how most of their points are going to get scored this week, but I would say no to the defense because I do think they, they kind of get crushed a little bit here. All right, on the Giants' side, I'm going to tell people to go ahead and start relying just because I think he's going to have a big game. They're a little depleted as far as wide receivers go. Real Manningham is their number one receiver now, so you won't start him. Their other wide receiver, their other starter is going to be uh, Kagan, who was recently, two days ago, wasn't even on the team. But I think you do yeah. um, this year, I mean, for this week, I would start Kevin Boss, the tight end, because I think he's going to be more involved in the offense this week. I think you start the defense, start kicker Lawrence Tynes. Obviously, Hakeem Nix is out with a knee injury for several weeks, and Steve Smith is still with a pectoral injury, so make sure that you didn't forget to take both of those guys out of your lineup. And if you're wondering about the running backs, I don't know what's going on there. I know that 
Jacobs is nominally the starter again, but I still expect Patrick will get the lion's share of the carries. But just if I'm wrong about that, I would say if you have better options for them, they're both maybes for me starting this week. Yeah, um, I've, the last couple of weeks I've been starting Brandon Jacobs as a flex player, and I think it's been working out well just because he's been he's been getting in the end zone more than Bradshaw has, and he's not losing fumbles, which is good. But it'll be interesting to see how the carries are split up. I think whichever ones you have on your lineup and however you've been using them previously is probably still going to work, so I don't see a ton of difference, though. Well, there are going to be plenty of points to go around for the Giants on Sunday, I think, so probably can't go wrong <laughs> oh, with either so one. Oh, so says but, the uh, Giants fan. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being an objective Giants fan here, which means I'm probably still biased. But uh, anyway, I, I think if, if they can't win, if they can't win this game, they have no reason to talk about the playoffs. So we'll see. Hopefully, Tom Coughlin will do his uh, Jim Moore impression if somebody asks him about the playoffs if they lose the game. Yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> okay. All right. So Let's keep rolling. Speaking, speaking of hope, and a game that I hope none of you have to watch, we've got Carolina playing at Cleveland this week. And, my gosh, what a mess this is. Neither team knows who their starting quarterback is going to be for this game. Both these teams are not very good. Um, I, I think Cleveland's a little better, and combine that with the fact that they're at home, I think they're going to win this game, but I'd be surprised if either team hits 21 points. I'm going to predict a final score of Cleveland 20, Carolina 14. I shockingly disagree with you. <laughs> um, About the score I think of the winner. Carolina, I, I think of the winner. I think Carolina wins this. I know How? they have... I know they have no quarterback, but I didn't really think they had a quarterback even when when, uh, Jimmy Clausen was starting for them. So I'm not that concerned about it. I think they have enough. You know, I'm kind of into Mike Goodson as a running back. Jonathan Stewart coming back might be a help. I think they might be able to pull this out. I mean, obviously there's not going to be an offensive explosion here. Maybe Jake DeLome helps them out by giving them a few gifts. I, I think Carolina pulls it out. I, it will be interesting to see the di- the dynamic between Jake DeLome coming quote unquote home to Carolina. See how that goes. But um, fantasy wise, whoever Carolina decides is going to be their quarterback, do not start them. There, there's no point. Um, if you need a receiver, you start Steve Smith. Otherwise, it's kind of a joke to put anybody else in your lineup. Um, I would say definitely start running back Mike Goodson. If you need to fill an injury hole, maybe you go Mike. I mean Jonathan Stewart, but quite frankly, he hasn't played in a few weeks. Um, the offensive line's not, you know, outstanding. He's not going to get a ton of points. I just don't see any way that's possible. But again, if you need some kind of filler, maybe you plug him in. But I would say no tight end, no kicker, and no defense. There's a couple of train wreck games potentially this week, and I think this is the first of that group. <laughs> yeah, well, if your league happens to give points for stay-at-home dads who you know get called in to be a starting quarterback, you might want to start uh, Brian St. Pierre, but that's about the only reason you would want to start him, I think. Now, for Cleveland, again, you know, there's I, I ditto what what Janice said about the Carolina quarterback situation. It doesn't matter. Colt McCoy, maybe, but you know he's doubtful with an ankle injury. As far as the other two guys, DeLome and Wallace, no matter which one of those guys starts, you don't want to start him for your fantasy league. Carolina's got a pretty decent secondary, so Cleveland's going to spend most of the time running the ball with Peyton Hillis. He's somebody you want to start. Start tight end Ben Watson, start the defense, and start kicker Phil Dawson. Like I said, no to the quarterbacks. Um, Josh Cribbs is still questionable with a foot injury. I don't want to start him. I don't want to start uh, Brian Rubisky at wide receiver either. Maybe I start Mohamed Masakoy at uh, wide receiver, but that's only if I'm desperate and running out of options. Well, I'm desperate to get away from this game, so (laughs) let's let's move on to one I'm really excited to see. (laughs) This should be a good game. So, I, I think this game isn't going to be – you look at this first and you think, oh, this is going to be a shootout, two good offenses and all. But I think Bay's defense is 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 pretty good, and Atlanta's is a little bit underrated. So I'm guessing that the winner of this game is going to score about 27 points, and I'm thinking that Green Bay is going to take this by a field goal. So I'll go with Green Bay 27 at 24. 
Um, I, I can't really disagree with you. I think I, I just don't know if I feel strongly about one team winning this over another. I think they're both phenomenal. Uh, obviously, I have a fantasy football crush on Aaron Rodgers because I can't get enough of him for my lineups. Uh, But Matt Ryan, I've also really enjoyed watching over the years. And I think this is just, I think this will be a well-played game, which is something that a fair amount of these games this weekend won't be able to say. And I think, I agree with you, it comes down to the wire, and I think one of these guys is going to either lead a fabulous two-minute drill or somebody's kicking a field goal right at the end to win it. Um, That being said, I think Green Bay has a lot of fantasy value, uh, absolutely start Aaron Rodgers. I think you absolutely start Greg Jennings. I would start Donald Driver. I know he's had two down weeks, but I think he's going to bounce back. And maybe James Jones, if you need a flex player or a fill-in. He had a nice week last week. I don't know if he'll be able to sustain it. Um, running back Brandon Jackson, I would say no to. I just There's not enough production there for me, and quite frankly, I think they're going to be more of a passing team than a running team right now. So I would also say no to the tight end. I would say yes to the kicker because I feel like there's going to be a fair amount of scoring, be it field goals or extra points. And I would say no defense, even though the Packers' defense is good, just because I think it's going to be a fair amount of scoring on both sides of the ball. For Atlanta, I'm going to go with Michael Turner at running back just because Green Bay's run defense is kind of the Achilles heel of that team, and that's how I expect Atlanta to attack them. I would start uh, Roddy White pretty much because you have to, and same thing with Tony Gonzalez. Just, you know, those guys will rack up points against just about anybody, so I would start them. Quarterback Matt Ryan, for me, he's a maybe. Again, Green Bay's got a good secondary. I'm just not sure he's going to put up a heck of a lot of um, yards throwing against them. I, I think Michael Turner is going to do most of the damage there. But uh, And then I would stay away from Michael Jenkins this week as much as I like him, and I would also stay away from their defense and the kicker, Matt Bryant. But I agree with you. This should definitely be one of the better games this weekend, and hopefully it will live up to the to the potential it has. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to watch this game. Um, I, I can't say that as many games I'm looking forward to this weekend, but this is one of them. Well, I'm I'm guessing that you're holding off for the Miami-Oakland game, but right now we have to talk about <laughs> Pittsburgh at Buffalo. And this one, you know, it's it's kind of weird. You know, Buffalo, you know, one week they have trouble scoring, and then you know, the next week they score 49 points. And, you know, they put up a lot of points against some pretty decent defenses. I mean, their two victories have come against Detroit and Cincinnati, so you don't want to get too excited about that. But on the other hand, they gave the Ravens a good game, and, you know, it's, been in a number of the games that they played this year, but I think Pittsburgh, while I don't expect them to have quite the offensive output that they did last week against the Raiders, I still think they reached 30 points in this game, and I think they'll take this game, even though it's at Buffalo. I'll go with Pittsburgh 30, Buffalo 21. I I, I think I agree with you. I'd like to say this was going to be an upset and Buffalo is going to beat Pittsburgh. But I don't know if I can really, truly believe that just yet. I do love that Buffalo is on a winning streak. That makes me excited. Um, Pittsburgh, I just, I don't think they're going to, I agree, I don't think they're going to be quite as good as they could be in this game. I feel like maybe they'll, I don't, coming down to Buffalo's level really isn't the way I want to say it. But I think that they aren't going to score a ton of points. I don't even know if they make it to 30 points. But I think this game is, is fairly close, but I don't think that it's ever really in doubt that Pittsburgh will win it. Um, I would start Big Ben. I'd start Mike Wallace. I'd start Heinz Ward. I'd start Rashard Mendenhall. But I would say no to Heath Miller. I'd say no to the kicker. And I would say yes to the defense, even though Buffalo is going to put up a fight, I think. Although I know you love kicker news. Uh, Jeff Reed was waived and is no longer there, so now they have Sean Sweezum. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sold on Sean Cleason experience. No. I just, okay. I'm still upset about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I guess the Redskins and the Cowboys are too, but that's another story. <laughs> Sean, neither one of them bought into the Sean Sweezum experience long term either. Nope. Nope, I'm just a bitter, so, bitter Cowboys. <laughs> Well, I'll let you kick that around for a bit while I talk about Buffalo. So for Buffalo, I want to start quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. I think that they're going to attack 
mostly through the air. I don't think they're going to be able to run on Pittsburgh, so I would say no to Fred Jackson, the running back, and also to C.J. Spiller, who's questionable with a hamstring injury, but even if he weren't, if if he were 100%, I, I wouldn't start either one of those guys against Pittsburgh's run defense. And I definitely mm-hmm. want to start Steve Johnson, who's been one of the pleasant surprises in fantasy this year, and maybe for his uh, comrade there, uh, Lee Evans, on the other side, I'd say no to the defense and no to kicker Ryan Lindell. I think I think Stevie Johnson's on his 11th straight week with a touchdown catch. And I don't know if you heard last week um, after they played the Bengals, he was walking around in a T-shirt that said Joker on it on a play on Ocho Cinco and Tio calls themselves Batman and Robin, so he was the Joker that was coming to fight them. I thought I thought it was uh, funny. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> it's funny. So, speaking of function, we'll talk about the next game here, which is Tennessee at Houston. Another one of those games where you might as well just spin the dial and see where it lands. I actually think it's yeah. bad as Houston is as bad as Houston has looked and as bad as their luck has been the last three weeks with the Hail Mary and the last drive for the Jets and everything. I, I think well, the Giants, they're going to bounce back this week, and I think they're going to take this game fairly easily. I'm going to predict a Fox score of Houston 34 and Tennessee 21. Don't see how Tennessee with, uh, um, with Rusty Smith, a quarterback, is going to be able to put up much of a fight here. So I think Houston wins this pretty easily. What's your take on this game? I think Houston wins. Uh, I'm excited about the idea of them finally winning a game again. I almost forgot what it was like. I just every year this happens where they're they're so good, but then they just disappear at the end of the year. I don't I don't understand I it. Think, but I think Gary Kubiak's going to disappear at the end of this year, but that's, that's another topic yeah, for I another think that's, day. That's very possible. Um, what I do like about Rusty Smith, though, is he has, like, an old-school quarterback name. Like, you know, like, back in, like, the 60s, this, he would have fit right in, Rusty Smith. I like that. Uh, his prospects as an actual fantasy quarterback, I'm not so big on. I would only start him if you need to. I think he'll put up some points, but I, he's not going to usurp a lot of other options that you would potentially have. Would you start him uh, so over Derek start- Anderson? I would start him over Derek Anderson. I probably would start him even over uh, Jason Campbell, but that's wow. I have beef with Jason Campbell. <laughs> yeah, as, as we've uh, so noticed. So really, <laughs> only start Rusty Smith if you need to. I'm giving Randy Moss one last chance this week. A lot of people are writing him off, rightfully so. He has been mostly non-existent, but I feel like this could be the week. And if it's not, we're done, Randy Moss. It's over. <laughs> uh I would start I would start Nate Washington. Uh he was kind of quiet last week, but somebody's got to catch passes from good old Rusty Smith and I think Nate Washington might be the guy. Obviously you start Chris Johnson, but I would say no to the tight end and no to the defense, but I would start their kicker mainly because I don't know how many drives actually end up in the end zone, but maybe field goals happen. So we'll see. Well, the one thing for Rusty Smith, apparently he has a pretty big arm, and Houston's secondary is definitely not the strong point of that team. So it's possible he could mm-hmm. put up some points. But, yeah, unless you're desperate, I, I, I wouldn't – or unless you have Derek Anderson as your starting quarterback, I wouldn't uh, start Rusty Smith. I mean, Smith. that that but, is the same thing as desperate. If Derek Anderson's your starting quarterback, you are desperate. <laughs> yeah, well, True. But, yeah, I, I, I pity anybody that's having to decide between Derek Anderson and Brian St. Pierre and Rusty Smith uh, this week. If that's you, then uh, better luck next year. So, anyway, our for Houston, <laughs> right, our condolences will keep you in mind. So, as far as Houston goes, um, Matt Schaub, I think, is going to have a bounce-back game this week. So, you start him. Arian Foster is going to go crazy. Start him. Wide receivers, uh, Andre Johnson, Kevin Walter, you want to start both of those guys. Owen Daniels is still bothered by his hamstring injury. He's questionable. Even if he does play, there's no guarantee that he plays well. So I would not start him. On the other hand, Joel Dreesen has looked pretty good the last couple weeks. They're tight end, backup tight end. So if you need a tight end this week, start him and start the defense and start kicker Neil Rackers. So pretty much start anybody that has a, a Texan helmet except for Owen Daniels this week. 
<laughs> All right, let's keep rolling. Now we've got the, the Farbs and the McNabs. We've got Minnesota visiting Washington this week. And surprisingly, I think Minnesota is going to bounce back. I don't know if they'll bounce back quite the way that Dallas did after after they let go of Wade Phillips, but I think that they are going to play better now that the whole Brad Childress uh, mess is over, so you know, he can always shuttle the players to and from the airport, I guess, after the game. But I think that Minnesota is going to win this game, and I'll go with a final score of 27-21. I wish that nobody had to win this game because I don't think either of these teams deserve to be winning a football game right now. Um, I, You know, I think that Minnesota may pull this out late just because I think they have more weapons currently. And I use that term loosely because I really don't feel like a ton of these guys are actual weapons. But um, when it comes to Favre, you know, I at this point do not want to start him. But I'm looking at the matchup, and it's Washington. And I feel like that's a team that he could still be productive against potentially. And with Sidney Rice coming back this week, I think you can still go ahead and start Favre, but I would only do it if you're in a two-quarterback league. I don't want you to hang your whole team's hopes on his broken arm and body. So tread lightly with that. I think he's still okay in a two-quarterback league, but otherwise don't start him. Um, I would go ahead and start Percy Harvin. I would start Sidney Rice, even though it's his first game back, because Favre's been waiting for him. He's part of the reason he came back. I think they'll be trying to make that work, whether or not it does. Who knows so far? But obviously, go ahead and start Adrian Peterson. I would start Vasante Shanko, again, because I think Favre will be able to do some passing against the Washington defense. And I would say no kicker, no defense. All right, and speaking of no defense, for Washington, I would start <laughs> wide receivers Santana Moss and Anthony Armstrong. I would start tight end Chris Cooley. Uh, you don't want to start Clinton Portis because he's out for the year with his groin injury. You don't want to start Ryan Terrain because he's doubtful with a hamstring injury. Uh, I would not start Fred Davis just because I think Chris Cooley is going to get the majority of the, the snaps there. Don't start the defense. Don't start kicker Graham Gano. And McNabb, I would say, is a maybe, depending on what your other options are. If it's Rusty Smith or McNabb, you obviously start McNabb. And Keelan Williams, he looks like he's the default running back there for the time being. But against Minnesota's run defense, I I know they're not as good as they were cracked up to be, but I think that they'll play pretty well this week, and hopefully Kevin Williams will have his name spelled correctly on his jersey and won't get distracted by that this week. <laughs> I I think Kellen, or Keelan Williams could be an interesting pickup uh, waiver wire-wise. Uh, he's still available in your league, but I it'll be interesting to see how he fits in the offense. I think he will be getting the majority of the running back looks from here on out. Um, and he's also we'll caught see. a lot of passes. The, the yeah, he I I liked what so. I've seen out of him the last the last two games. So yeah, I agree. If he's there, snap him up. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of another game that we're both excited about, uh, Kansas City at Seattle, first of the Sunday late games, and these teams are, are up and they're down, and somehow Seattle is actually leading that that uh, division, but you know, that, that's going to be the worst division in football. But uh, anyway, somebody's got to win it, and right now it looks like it's either Seattle or maybe Arizona, maybe St. Louis. It looks like San Francisco is the only one that's kind of out of it right now. But I think Kansas City is going to help muddle the picture even further because I think they're going to win this game 28-24. So that's my take on it. Even though Seattle has been much better at home this year, I think that uh, the Chiefs are going to find a way to get it done. I think that the Chiefs are going to blow out Seattle this week. I know I said that the Broncos were going to blow out the Chargers last week, and that clearly didn't happen, but it looked good for the first five minutes of that game. Uh, <laughs> I think this pick I think this pick fares better, though. I, I honestly, I really think I'm, I'm not a Matt Castle enthusiast, but uh, he's running a, a very productive offense of late. And quite frankly, Seattle, I don't think they can sustain any kind of 
of pressure defensively. I don't even feel like there's going to be a ton going on offensively. I just I know they're at home and I know they're better there, but I think that Kansas City wins by at least two touchdowns, and I wouldn't be surprised if it even was more than that. Quite frankly. Wow. So wow. since I'm so I'm so big on Kansas City, obviously I'm going to tell you to start a lot of guys here. I say you absolutely start Matt Castle. Uh, Dwayne Bowe, definitely start. This guy has been on fire the last six games. He's got ten touchdowns, and he's got almost 600 yards. So if that if he he's not in your lineup, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I would say no to Dexter McCluster, even if he plays. He's just too banged up. Uh, yes to both Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones. I would say yes to tight end Tony Moyaki if he plays. Again, that's something you need to check on Sunday morning. But I would say no to the kicker, and I would say yes to the defense because I don't think Seattle scores more than 14 points. Chris Chambers, would you start him? Uh, you know, I if you have to, but I think there's probably better options out there. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So for Seattle, I'm a little bit more optimistic about their prospects than Jana is. As a Chiefs fan, I hope the Chiefs win. But uh, for Seattle, I would start Matt Hasselbeck. I would start Mike Williams if he's able to play. He left the game last week with a foot injury, and he's listed as questionable. But uh, if he is able to play, I think he's worth starting. I'd also start Deion Butler. I'd start you're starting to cut out there. Um, since it sounds like we may have lost you, I'm just going to pick up where you left off. Uh, yes to starting Matt Hasselbeck and wide receiver Mike Williams if he plays with that foot injury, Deion Butler and tight end John Carlson. Uh, no to running back Marshawn Lynch, no to the defense, and no to the kicker. Maybe to Ben Obamanu, which I hope I'm saying right, uh, but that, again, is more of a fill-in than anything else. Um, and it, let's just keep on rolling here to Miami and Oakland. Uh, we'll see if we can get Scott back on the line here. Uh, in the meantime, this is another game I'm not thrilled about watching because it has a potential to be an absolute disaster. Um, obviously, I'm not real high on Oakland. And uh, Miami, there's a lot of question at quarterback. And it looks like we may have Sherpa back. Hi, Sherpa. I'm back. All right. Um, what's on. your take on the Miami-Oakland game? Who do you think's winning this? I think that Miami's going to win, and I hope nobody out there has to watch this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying I think this, this could definitely be somewhat of a disaster. Um, I'm definitely thinking Miami wins this. I think they win handily even with Tyler Thigpen at quarterback, although I would love to see Chad Henney come back, not just because he's on two of my fantasy teams, but because I think he is a the the guy who should be under center for them. I don't think that should be any question. But we'll see. That's something you'll have to check on Sunday. Um, whichever of the two starts, I would go ahead and start in a two-quarterback league. Um, doesn't matter if it's Zigpen or Henny. I think whoever they decide is healthy enough to go, I think you can safely start. I would say no to Brandon Marshall. He's got that nagging injury. It sounds like he may miss uh, more than just one week, although you can check back. But even if he does play, I wouldn't start him. Uh, I would start Devon Bess, and I'm okay on Ronnie Brown or Ricky Williams, depending who you have. Obviously, you shouldn't have both of them on your team, but... Um, I would say no to tight end Anthony Fasano. I would say yes to the kicker because I think that this game could be a battle of kickers. And I would say no to the defense. On the Oakland side, they're going to run the ball much more than pass the ball this week. That's where Miami's defense of weaknesses are. So for Oakland, you want to start Darren McFadden and even start Michael Bush if you have him as an option. Tight end Zach Miller, he hasn't been as good as advertised this season, but I would still start him and I'd start the Raiders defense just because I don't think either team is going to score more than 21 points. No to Jason Campbell, no to all his wide receivers, Johnny Lee Higgins, Darius Hayward Bay, Jacoby Ford, Lewis Murphy. Just don't start any of them. And while you're at it, don't start Sebastian Yanikowski either. <laughs> More not to starts than actual starts this week. That's how it should be right. with the Raiders. <laughs> no, with both these teams. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a uh, 
a more interesting game, but one that probably has less drama than it did in years past. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any fog bowl or anything like that this year, but uh, Philadelphia at Chicago, just on the results of the last few weeks, you would think Philadelphia would win this game handily. I think they win, but maybe by 7 to 10 points, not by you know, 6 or 7 touchdowns, but I think Philadelphia will take this game a little bit lower scoring than people think. I'll go with the final score. Philadelphia 24, Chicago 14. Yeah, I guess I can agree with you. Um, I don't really feel hugely against either of these teams. I think Philly just has has more going for it. They're on a little bit of a roll right now with momentum. Um, normally in years past, this has been the uh, McNabb Bowl because he was from Chicago, but with him not there, hopefully this can just be a regular football game. Uh, fantasy value-wise, I'm liking a lot of Eagles players this week. Obviously, I think you go ahead and start Michael Vick, start Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. I would say no to Jeremy Avant uh, unless – Again, you need some kind of a hole filler. Uh, obviously, yes, LaShawn McCoy running back. His shoulder should not be an issue. Um, I would say no to tight end Brent Selleck, who really just doesn't put up numbers when Vic's under center the way he does when Kevin Cobb is. And I would say yes to the kicker and yes to the defense because, like you said, I don't think Chicago scores more than 14 points on them. Right, so much for that wanted Mike Martz offense that we were hearing so much about in the <laughs> off season that uh, put up all of 16 points against the Dolphins and somehow still managed to win the game by 16 points. But that says more about their defense and Miami's offense than it does about their offense. But anyway, so for Chicago, the only player I think is worth starting this week would be tight end Greg Olson. You can start their defense if you want to. Um, I'd say no to Jay Cutler. I don't know what's happened to him. He looked good at the beginning of the season. Since then, he's been almost as bad as Derek Anderson. No to wide receivers Devin Hester and Earl Bennett. No to kicker Robbie Gold. Maybe for Matt Forte, he's not going to get much in the way of running yards. It depends. His value is going to depend on how much uh, he gets in the way of passing yardage this week. And I'd say maybe to wide receiver Johnny Knox. But he's the only one in their stable of wide receivers I would even think of starting this week. Well, let's keep rolling. St. Louis and Denver. What do yeah, you think? neither of these teams is going to be in the playoffs this year, I don't think. But I think this is actually going to be a pretty entertaining game. And I'm going to pick Denver to win this. I don't know. It might be a slight upset. But I'll, I'll go with Denver 27-21. But I think it'll be a pretty entertaining game. It's going to be Denver and their pass offense against St. Louis and its run offense. But uh, I, I think Denver takes it. How, how about you? Um, I I think this is going to be a good game, like you said. I think this is the game I'm most looking forward to watching in the Sunday late games. Um, I think this is going to be close the whole way, but I think St. Louis is going to pull it off. I I don't know if if it's an upset if Denver wins or St. Louis wins. These teams seem pretty evenly matched to me. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think you can go ahead and start Sam Bradford in two quarterback leagues. I've been really impressed with what he's done this year. Um, Denny Amendola, I would say you can start, again, uh, Brandon Gibson as well. And Steven Jackson, obviously, is a start. But I would say no tight end, no kicker, no defense. Just I think that it's going to be a more offensive-driven game than anything else. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I don't think either of these teams has dominant offenses, but neither one of them has dominant defenses. Obviously, we had that big explosion against earlier in the season. Or, no, excuse me, we'll have the big explosion against them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're a weird team, but I, I still like uh, their offense, especially Kyle Orton. He's having a pretty decent season. It's funny, everybody was down on the Kyle Orton Butler trade when it happened, but actually since it's happened, Kyle Orton has been a much more effective quarterback. You could argue because of the system or because of the players he has surrounding him. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. Start Horton. Yep, let's keep rolling. <laughs> start wide receivers Brandon Lloyd and Jabbar Gaffney. Start the Broncos defense. Start kicker Matt Prater. Don't start Demarius Thomas. He's out this week with an ankle injury. No Sean Moreno. He's a maybe for me as is wide receiver Eddie Royal. There, I'm done with that game. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. 
All right, another game which I don't think is going to be very close, even though the teams have identical seven and three records, and that's Tampa Bay at Baltimore. I just I don't think Tampa Bay matches up well with with Baltimore at all. I think Baltimore wins this game. I'll go out and say they win by ten points. Final score: Baltimore twenty-seven, Tampa Bay seventeen. I can agree with that. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I think you can start Josh Freeman, but only in two quarterback leagues. I would start Mike Williams at wide receiver. Uh, maybe Aurelius Ben if you need a flex player. And run, the running backs, LeGarrette Blunt and Cadillac Williams, I would say if I had to pick one, I'd probably go LeGarrette Blunt. But I think they're both maybes for me. I don't think I'm I'm totally sold on LeGarrette Blunt as a starter this week. Um, tight end Kellen Winslow, I would say, is also a maybe. That depends on what options you have at tight end. Uh, he's not a bad option, just the Baltimore defense he's going against, there may be better matchups available to you. And I would say no kicker, no defense. I think Baltimore wins pretty handily. I think Baltimore could actually send Tampa Bay a note before this game begins and just say, hey, we're going to run the ball on every play this game, and I still think they'd win in a blowout. So that being said, I'm going to start running back Ray Rice. Well, I'll take that back for a second because I'm also going to tell you to start wide receiver Anquan Baldwin and tight end um, Todd Heap, and I don't think either of them are going to line up in the backfield, but uh, Baltimore should spend the majority of this game running the ball. Start the the Ravens' defense, start kicker Billy Cundiff, maybe to Joe Flacco. Tampa Bay's got a pretty decent secondary, and like I said, I think they're going to spend all day running. Maybe Willis McGahee, depends how Rice does as to how much playing time he's going to get, and wide receivers Derek Mason and TJ Hushmanzada are both maybes for me. Hopefully you don't have to use those guys. Hopefully you've got better options. All right, let's keep moving. We're getting close to uh, out of show here, so we've got two more games. Right. And yep. First up, San Diego at Indianapolis for the Sunday night game. I think this will be – it looks good on paper. I think Indy beats San Diego handily. Clearly, I don't – I'm not a big Chargers fan since I continue to pick against them. (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to pick San Diego once again right now. I think they're as good as any team in the AFC, even though they're only 5-5 at this point. I think – that they're going to hand Indianapolis a rare home loss, and I think the final score will be San Diego 31, Indianapolis 27. I think this is going to be one of the better games on Sunday, and this is probably the one I'm most looking forward to on Sunday. Uh, Fantasy-wise, absolutely start Phillip Rivers. I think you can go ahead and start Vincent Jackson, even though it's his first game back, because quite frankly, he is leaps and bounds better than any of the other wide receivers they're going to be sending out this week. Uh, tight end, Randy McMichael, I would say probably no to. And if Antonio Gates plays, which I sincerely doubt, uh, I would say no to him as well. Tight ends do not fare well against Indianapolis's defense. Running back, Mike Tolbert, I would start. I would say yes to Darren Sproles, especially the flex option. He's been getting a ton of passing yards, well, relatively for a wide, for a running back, but he has been putting up a fair amount of points, and he's a nice filler uh, in your lineups. They're, in essence, using okay. him as another wide receiver now because they're shorter guys. Yeah, pretty much. And I would say uh, no defense and probably no kicker, even though you think they will score more points than I do. All right, for Indy, I'm going to say, obviously, you start Peyton Manning, you start wide receivers Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garcon because it's pretty much the only wide receivers they have that are non-concussed and healthy. Tight end Jacob Tammy, start him, start kicker Adam Vinatieri. No to the defense, no to running backs Joseph Adai and Mike Hart, um, and uh, no to wide receiver Austin Colley, who's out with a concussion, and um, Donald Brown is a baby for me. Okay, and uh, let's look at our last game of the week with San Francisco at Arizona, which I don't think is a great way to end the week. <laughs> oh, definitely not. I'll, I'll say Arizona is going to be on the short end of this score. I think Sandy, uh, San Francisco wins this pretty easily. I'll go San Francisco 28, Arizona 17. I mean, I don't know if I feel like either of these teams are going to score that many points. Uh but I do think San Francisco wins this. I don't think this is going to be a pretty game to watch. Um, Troy Smith, you can start him in a two-quarterback league. I would say you can go ahead and start Michael Crabtree and Josh Morgan. 
Uh, yes to Frank Gore. Yes to tight end Vernon Davis. Uh, no kicker, no defense, though. Great for Arizona. Pretty simple. The only guy that's a must-start this week is wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Don't start quarterback Derek Anderson, as if I need to tell you that. Don't start wide receiver Andre Roberts, even though he was targeted a bunch last week. And don't start the defense. Don't start kicker Jay Feely. Maybe to Beanie Wells and Tim Hightower, just because I think that's how they're going to attack the San Francisco defense. And maybe to wide receiver Steve Reston, depending on what your other options are. So I'm thankful we got through that whole list. (laughs) Yeah, I am too. Um, And now we're going to go to a fun little segment that we uh, came up with the other day. Things that NFL players and coaches, personnel really, uh, are thankful for. And um, I guess I'll go first. I've got a couple. Uh, Number one, first and foremost, I'm Jeff Fisher, and I'm thankful for Vince Young's thumb injury so I don't actually have to deal with him. Uh, And as a Cowboy fan, I'm thankful for Jason Garrett finally remembering that we have running backs that can actually play and using our run game last week. That was exciting. Also, the entire NFL coaching staff, uh, especially teams who have already played the Packers, uh, are probably thankful and breathing a sigh of relief because, as you know, the last two weeks, whoever's lost to the Packers has lost their job. So if they're not on their remaining schedule, they're very thankful for that this year. <laughs> And yeah, I don't think finally, Mike Smith has I'm, to worry about getting fired this week. <laughs> probably not. But uh, my last one, I'm Randy Moss's travel agent, and I'm thankful that the trade deadline has passed. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he was he or she was pretty busy this year. So you're, yeah. you're going to have to cut. You're going to have to cut me off or tell me, give me the high sign when it's time, but I'll, I've got a little list here, and I'll read through it pretty quickly. Brad Childress is thankful for being fired so that he doesn't have to put up with Brett Favre's shenanigans anymore and that he can also start that limo business, shuttling players to and from the airport. Andy Reid is thankful for Rex Ryan so that he's not the heaviest coach in the NFL anymore. Al Davis is thankful for Jerry Jones so that he doesn't look like the most meddlesome NFL owner anymore. Corey McIntyre, the the Bills fullback, is thankful for his bicycle so that he can make a quick getaway when he needs to. Santonio Holmes is thankful for his iPod. Brett Favre is thankful for his iPhone. Derek Anderson is thankful that Matt Leinert got cut in training camp so that he still has a starting quarterback job in the NFL. Jake DeLome is thankful for Derek Anderson so that he's not the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. And Mike Thomas is thankful for someone named Hail Mary. (laughs) That's a good list. And um, uh, obviously tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And feel free to, I know we're just about out of show, but email us or tweet us at the 4th and Inches account. That's the number 4, T-H-N, Inches Show. uh, And share with us who you think is thankful for and why. Um, we'll be really interested to hear those, and we'll retweet them so that everybody else can see them as well. Uh, I think that we're just about out of time here, so let's get things wrapped up. Um, Hopefully everybody has an awesome Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. Uh, Other places, your Thanksgiving's already passed, but hopefully you just have an awesome weekend. (laughs) You can find us next. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say thanks to our audience for listening. Yeah, definitely. We are very thankful for for you guys keeping us around. (laughs) And um, we will be here next week, and I'm sure you're all thankful for that, (laughs) from 9.30 to 10.30, as we are every week. And you can find us, again, throughout the week when you can't get enough of us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show or on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com blog. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. He's got a great piece coming up. He's telling me about that before the show. And next week we'll be looking at injuries. Again, I hope this list gets shorter. It seems to continually get longer. And we'll look at Week 13's game analysis. And if you want to talk to us during the week, again, like I said, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow. Or you can email us at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. That's the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. And Sunday morning, we answer all your fantasy football questions about who to start, who to sit. Uh, We do that on the 4th and Inches Show Twitter account, so you can find us there all morning. And if you have questions during the week, feel free to shoot them there as well. And happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening.
Yes, and Rick Ryan's thankful that there's no balloon in the Macy's parade that looks like him. Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's only a matter of time, quite frankly. Yes, especially if they win the Super Bowl. The whole parade will be Rex Ryan next year. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and thanks to Jana for co-hosting the show. <laughs> Enjoy your turkey. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vtw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus